What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Well, she's got a lot of things on her mind to talk about now. She's taking care of her voice so you know that she's not going to shout now. So get your headphones ready to hear what it's all about. Hi, welcome to. <laughs> I'm sorry. I still can't get used to this. This is episode two of I Seem Fun, the Diary of Jen Kirkman podcast. Now I'm laying in my bed. I think the first episode, it was, I think I said I was laying in my bed, but I was lying to you. I'm sitting. I was sitting in my bed. Now I'm actually under the covers, laying in my bed talking into a microphone. I feel like Osama bin Laden when he was in the caves. Do you remember that? Are you all, are you kids, kids out there? Kids old enough to remember the Osama bin Laden tapes. He would release, um, he would hold a microphone that looked like it was hooked up to a karaoke machine. I I am not the first person that's made that joke but I don't think it is cemented in a museum anywhere. I don't think I'm killing anyone's act. Um, but he would stand there and, and do his, hold one finger up in the air and hold the mic and do his little speeches. I feel like him, except I don't have a finger in the air. I'm, I'm just kind of laying on my hand and I'm, I'm, but I'm talking into, it just looks like it. And all it is is just, is this wonderful thing I use that records podcasts, but, if you just saw black and white footage of what I'm doing, it would look like a crazy person recording their manifesto and like, oh, that's how she did it. She got into bed and started talking to a microphone. But let's end up with the self-conscious stuff. You know, get over it, right? Um, you're over it. You tuned in again. So why, why am I acting like, oh, who made me do this? Nobody. So here we go. All right. So here, here's what I want to talk about this week. I want to talk about 
customer service, the epidemic that is going on in customer service on many levels. I don't even really know where to be. I'm just going to say I have worked and I am not making fun of customer service people. I just popped my seat. I'm not talking about customer service people. I'm not like, oh, look at those pigs at the cash register folding t-shirts at the gap. I'm not doing that. I have worked so many customer service jobs. I was a cashier at grocery stores. I worked at coffee shops. I was a waitress. I can't remember. What else is customer service technically? Uh, Those are the big three, okay? In my day, all right, I was the fastest cashier at Roach Brothers Supermarket in Needham, Massachusetts. I got a job at 14. The summer before my freshman year in high school, I got a job. I don't even think I remember anyone saying get a job. I think it was just like, I guess I'm an adult now. Like, I had a job. It just seems odd to me to have a job as a teenager unless you're like, my family was poor and I had to contribute. Like, that wasn't the case with me. Now, my family was not rich. We we lived in a, a very upple, up, upple. Oh, God. I'm not editing that out. We, we grew up in a very upper middle class town. Okay. My mom hates when I talk about this stuff. You make your father upset because he, he feels like he can't, like, like you're saying he didn't provide for you. Now, I don't know how my dad is listening to podcasts or what she's referencing that I've gone around the world saying we were broke, but I'm saying my family was a middle class family, a working class family in an otherwise kind of white collar, new money, rich town, right? No, no. When I say rich, I mean old money, you know, like like a big stone mansion that's like haunted and takes up an entire street. Then in, then in my town, there was like new money, like Mick mansions. We weren't even that. We were like modest house, okay? Um, which don't you think would have been a better band name than Modest Mouse? Modest House. Well, because it sounds like crowded house, I guess. I don't know. Who cares? Both names are terrible. Anyway, so, and apologies if anyone from Modest Mouse follows me on Twitter. I feel like someone probably does. But listen to me. That was not a humble brag. That was just a, there, there seems to be musicians that are around. Okay, anyway. anyway. But my mother will say, don't act like we were broke. We did fine. We did do fine. We did do fine. But I had a... Uh, you know, Wrangler corduroys instead of guest jeans. You know what I mean? I had a Cabbage Patch doll. You know, we weren't broke with Disney World once a year. We had food in the fridge. Everything was good. But, you know, working class parents, greens, groundskeeper father. Sorry, it's groundskeeper now. They used to say greenskeeper. Now it's groundskeeper. It's like stewardess and flight attendant. My mom worked in a school, still does. So so we did okay. But the point is, <clears throat> I was never allowed to have an allowance. That's I was not allowed to have an allowance because... My mom, first of all, was like, look, if you're going to help around the house, then help around the house because it's what you should do. I'm not paying you to do what you should do. But then her other attitude was also like, if you don't help around the house, fine. Because she was neurotic, like, you're not folding the towels correctly. Just go, 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 go. I'll do it. I'll do it. Just go do, just get out of my way. Get out of my way. So I never really had to do anything around the house. So I just, I just got a job because I wanted to buy Doc Martens. And and my parents were like, I'm not giving you $150 to clomp around in men's shoes. I'm like, the arch support's great. That was like my argument for wearing punk rock shoes. The arch support is great. It's like when you're 14, you don't, no, nothing needs support. So anyway, 
I worked at Roach Brothers grocery store, okay? And this is this is how I know about customer service. This was what my boss told me would make the customers happy, okay? Get there early so that you're not there rushing and the lines are long and then, quick, I'll open my register. You get there early, you open the money drawer, you put all the $1 bills facing the same way. That's important, right? I'm not sure why, but you get a customer that's a little neurotic. Maybe they, they don't have to do that themselves. You know, you hand it to them. Oh, my God, they're all facing the same way. Thank you, 14-year-old cashier. You know, I didn't put my black nail polish on, kept the Doc Martens at home, wore a sensible Ked sneaker. I smiled. I asked, do you want paper or plastic? I rolled my eyes sometimes when they said plastic. I was very environmental at that point. But... And I still am, but I'm, I'm just saying that I won't roll my eyes at you now. I, you know, but, but I, I, I tried to roll them without them seeing it, you know, and, and I, and, and first of all, this is back before the, uh, boop, boop, the, um, the scanners. This is back before the scanners. This is back when you had to type in the UPC code or the USB code or the, the code on the back of a thing that now you scan, those numbers used to mean something. I used to have to tippy type them in. And then ve every vegetable had a number. Now when I go to the grocery store, I don't see broccoli. I see number 13. I don't see green beans. I see number 26. Yellow green beans, 33. Why did they keep the numbers so far away? Yellow and green beans, I don't know. Cantaloupe, 12. Do not confuse that with melon which I think was six. So I don't know. Some of the numbering didn't really make sense why you would put things in the fruit family at least six numbers away from each other. I'm, I'm not sure. Point is, I'm a 14-year-old kid and I'm memorizing codes. Like I'll go into a Starbucks now and I have to say my order in such a way that I have to say it fast enough so that they can pay attention because if it takes longer than five seconds, the teenager behind the counter is already gone. Like they're already gone in the eyes. So if I want a grande Americano with room for cream, I have to say, I'd like a grande Americano room for cream. And then that that's as fast as I have to say it before they start falling asleep. But I have to say it three times. I'd like a grande Americano. And then that's when they start. That That's, it, that's the other type of person, right? So the, the, there's one person who can't, pay attention so you have to say it quick but then there's the other person you go i'd like a grande americano and they're already stressed they're like <gasps> like you've said two words and they're trying so hard to memorize it that they completely freak out and shut down and you're like with room for cream that's all you're saying you're just adding one extra detail a thing they're going to ask you anyway but you're just getting it all out so they don't have to ask you i'd like a grande americano <laughs> with room for cream so that's a um tall American, no, no, grande Americano with soy. No, with room for cream, but they're panicking. They can't keep two things in their brain at one time. They can't. Everyone's brain is gone. Okay, so that was, the, the, so I guess I am kind of disparaging people now. I said I wasn't going to, but I do need to point out that it seems like some of the, the kids are getting dumber, but that's not my point. So that, that was customer service to me at Roach Brothers was 
know the code, you know, that that's how you could give the person good service. There's a mom, her kid's pulling at her. He wants candy. She's like, no, Billy, no, Billy. Then by the end of the transaction, she's like, okay, if you're good, then it turns into, okay, Billy, you can have the candy, but we're not opening it right now, Billy. And then of course, by the time you are putting her groceries in the cart, Billy has eaten the candy. There's chocolate all over his face. Like that she lost, the mom loses the battle every time. Okay. But what I could do to make her life easier was memorize my codes so that when she brings the broccoli over to me, I'm not like, duh, and then have to look at it on the sheet of paper. And if my boss caught me looking at the sheet of paper, he would be like, I thought you memorized the codes. Like there could be no excuse, you know, and you ask paper or plastic there. There's sometimes they're balancing their checkbook, you know, while I'm doing my, my code thing. That's right. People still use, there weren't uh, bank cards back then. You, you either paid in cash or use your checkbook. So you do the checkbook thing. She's doing her thing. You know, the mom, the busy mom. I'm doing my thing, the busy cashier. No one's mad. No one's mad at each other. No one's trying to go the extra mile so that we can get an email address so that we can have all your information and spy on you or whatever. It was just a simple like, hey, you know what? You're another human on the planet. You need something from me. I'm going to sell this to you. Put it in a bag for you. Have a great day. That's it. I don't need to find out anything about her life. She doesn't need to be entertained by me. She doesn't need to entertain me. She's not going to leave there and go, all right, well, my eggs didn't break. The ones, the $1 bill she gave me were all facing the same way. She was, she was quick and efficient, but she didn't ask me how my day was going so far or what, what I'm doing this weekend or any big plans or uh, no one cares about that. And that's, and that's what I'm talking about now is, I think something has happened where I don't know who started it. If it's middle manager, I don't think it is. It's always the top people at the top never know what's going on in the middle or the bottom. They have no idea. And I think their thing is like, Hey, it's this world where everyone's looking at their phones. It's fast paced. Let's get back to the human connection, but let's not get back to the human connection. Let I'm dying for the day when everybody is just looking at their phones and not talking because I keep hearing it's going to happen. It's not happening quick enough for me because I hate small talk. I just hate it. Now don't confuse that with hate talking to strangers or I think I'm better than someone. I'm not talking about that. There's something that's happened with customer service where I think people are being told, engage your customers, make conversation. But when you do that, you're not giving anyone room to think. You ever like get to work in the morning and you sit down and you have three things in your head like, okay, I got to send that email really quick. Uh, let me just grab uh, these stamps out of my purse and put them on my desk, which will remind me to mail the rent check. And then let me find that phone charger. And you walk into your office and someone comes over to you. Oh my God, my night last night. I got to tell you. And you're just like, oh, and every thought just goes out of your head. It's like you need to settle in sometimes, right? So when you're in a certain environment, you can't have someone blabbing at you and asking you questions. Questions that, like, I remember when the first time that I called a call center and that turned out to be in India, that was, a you know, I called a 1-800 number that I thought I was calling America and it gets rerouted to India. There was a big article in the New York Times about it in the 90s. I know you weren't born yet, but I was. Uh, I was 25 at the time. And so there's a big article about it and it was like, the, the people in the call centers in India, even though they weren't trying to fool us into thinking they were American, they wanted us to feel that they understood us. So in addition to having to know how to fix and reboot a Dell computer, they were having to say things like, 
friends last night was, I'm not going to try to do an Indian accent. I almost did though. You, you heard it. Um, they, but they had to do things like friends last night was pretty crazy. Will Ross and Rachel ever get together? And it was just a way to ingratiate themselves into our culture. But can you imagine if you're like, oh, all right, I've been on hold 20 minutes. I'm, 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 I'm trying to, I got to do this thing. I got to send this email. And, and they're like, Oh, uh, have you tried turning the computer on and off? Boy, Ross and Rachel, things are crazy. You're like, I don't want to talk about Ross and Rachel. I'm, I'm uh, just do the computer with me. And do the computer is a very technical term. But. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. My point is, there's too much talking in my customer service experience. And, and the thing is, people are getting things wrong because they are so concerned with the talking that they're not doing the thing. They're not doing the Jen Kirkman fastest cashier in 1988 at Roach Brothers. Codes are getting forgotten. Things are happening. Like, I travel a lot. I go to hotels. This is the one thing that makes me so crazy is I have my little, you know, ritual. If I, if I'm getting up for, you know, an early flight, um, I'll get room service in my room just so that I don't have to risk. What if I'm late for the airport and then there's no food and then there's like just a Cinnabon and I'm going to get bloated. It's, I'll get like a nice, like fruit and berry type thing. Right. And, um, some toast or something at room service. And I will wake up in the morning at, you know, usually five, five AM. It's still dark out. I had a gig the night before that ended at midnight. I'm exhausted. I answer the door. It's completely dark. I stub my toe. I have the uh eye mask over my eyes. And room service comes in and they go, How's your day gone so far? And I'm like, What I literally have been awake for thirty seconds. What the f- how is my day going so far? Oh, I got so much done. Let me tell you about it. Like, and I know they're just trying to be nice, Jen. I'm not saying don't be nice, but, but do we have to ask inane questions that sound like autopilot? Obviously my day hasn't even begun so far. You could say, Ooh, still dark or cute eye mask. Or, um, I love this breakfast selection. You got the berries are in season and from, uh, Toronto or whatever. And then the person is usually holding the thing that I need to sign. So I can't finish talking until they give me the thing. So then they keep talking. Oh, crazy night last night? No. Oh, what what brought you to town? Excuse me? Like, you don't ask someone that. They're in my hotel room, by the way. I'm in pajamas. There's a strange man in my hotel room who won't hand me the check. Now, don't go. Oh, they recognize you. This isn't a fame thing and I'm not famous, but it, it's a, it's a, 
person. It happens to anybody thing. And it's not even hitting on. I'm not being hit on. I don't feel that way at all because women have done this. Not that women can't be lesbians. Um, but I'm saying it's, it's just a customer service vibe of like trying to make conversation. Oh, big night last night. No, I'm tired because it's 5am. Oh, and it's like, what, what if I came to the hotel to have an affair? You're going to ask me what I did last night. I mean, I know that I didn't have an affair because there's no one in the bed, but what if he's hiding in the shower or he's under the bed or I, you know what I'm saying? Like, what, what if I went to the hotel to figure out if I still wanted to be married? Am I going to answer the question of what brings me to town? Which is, this is really something that happened to me two years, not the affair part, but two years ago, I, I said to my husband, then husband, I, I, I need to go to New York and I'm going to, and I'm going to stay in a hotel for a week and I'm going to see if I miss being married. Cause I cannot figure out if I like being married. I feel like if I go away and I miss nothing, that's got to mean something, right? No, I didn't do any room service when I was there, but I can't imagine if someone said, what brings you to town? What am I going to really answer? Oh, well, it's just this weird thing. Like I got married and you know, they say marry your best friend, but I think they mean marry someone who will turn into your best friend. But I don't think you should just marry your best friend because I don't know. It's, I feel like there's got to be some romance, right? And, you know, I've talked to a couple of my friends about it, but everyone's so, you know, uh, puritanical about talking about sex. It's like, I, I can't get a read on if people are doing it a lot or if we're not doing it enough or, you know, what am I going to really answer someone? So then you have to have like a road lie, you know, like comedians have this, like uh, if you're, you're traveling, you have to have a lie because people like to say stupid stuff to comedians and to people, to anybody. But, oh, what brings you to town? Oh, my cousin's here and she just needed help with her newborn. Oh, what street does she live on? I, I don't know because I made it up. But also, don't ask me what street someone lives on in this fake scenario. But a lot of times, see, with comedians, too, and this is a sidebar, eventually someone will wrangle it out of me. And, and, and this is what happens when you're talking to a comedian. Your status keeps lowering in their eye until you feel like you're a failure. First, you come to town, hey, I get to be a comedian for a living. I'm getting paid tonight, took a plane in a hotel. I mean, what a cool job. Then the room service comes, goes, big plans tonight? Uh, no, not really, just here on business. Oh, what's your business? Now, if someone says to you, just here on business, that's a shut up, stop talking. There's no, what's your business? I would have said what the business was. I'm here in my jewelry cleaning business. I have a truck, I go around the country. I'm here on business. Oh, what's your business? Um, it's kind of like eventing. It's, it's not that interesting. I will literally say eventing. It's not that interesting. Oh, I'm interested. Ugh. I'm uh, performing. I'm doing it. Then I'll say I'm doing a speech. I'm giving a lecture. Oh, where? Uh, uh, the improv, the comedy club. Well, I'm doing stand up. Oh, well, why didn't you just say that? I go, ah, I don't know. I don't, I don't like to talk about it. Then your modesty makes it seem like you're a loser. And they go, Oh, you know, uh, Tom, Thompson, Thompson's son. No, I don't know. Tom Thompson's son. Oh, he's a comic. And you're like, no, he's not like, he's not. I know everybody. Even if I don't know them personally, I know their name. He's not. Oh yeah. He's a buddy of mine. He goes up all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's doing good. Oh, it's great. Can't believe you don't know him. I thought all the comics knew each other. No, we don't. Well, we do. The ones that do comedy, Tom Thompson, this fake person I made up based on a real situation is your friend that is going to an open mic or two. He's lying to you about how well it's going. Cause anyone who just starts out, it's not going well. That's what they all say. He just started out. It's going great. No, it's not. 
year 15, it maybe starts going better. That's, there's no one's going great when they start. So I just feel like, so this, this was happening. This guy was uh, talking to me about big plans last night. What are you doing today? How's your day going so far? It's 5.30 in the morning. He leaves the room. I open up my food. It's completely the wrong thing. There's bacon. I don't eat meat. There's uh, decaf coffee. I ordered regular. It's, I'm, I'm like, so then I call down and I'm like, hey, I got to get on a plane in a minute. When can they bring up the right order? Uh, about 15 minutes. I'm like, but this is the 15 minutes I had. So now there won't be time. And they're like, oh, uh, well, how, how else was your stay? How, how else was your stay? Was it, was everything else good? I'm like, who cares? I'm, there's just too much talking. I feel like if people would shut up, except for me on a talking into a microphone in her bedroom, you know, like here's a perfect example. People are trying to do like a like perks and benefits. Okay. So I'm in another hotel last week and I check in guy goes, Oh, you're our VIP customer of the day. I go, Oh my God, what does that mean? Did I win something? He goes, well, yeah. And I go, well, what did I win? He's like, it's selected at random. And, um, you know, you won something. I go, well, what is it? So then he and his coworker are like giggling to each other. And they're like, yeah, yeah, I think she'd like that. I go, what is it? What is it? And I'm thinking, is it a free dinner in the hotel? Is it a bottle of champagne that's going to be waiting in my room? He goes, here's your room number. You're going to love it. You're going to love the surprise. I go, is it up there now? He goes, I don't know. And I go, oh. Now, I had just flown in on a red eye. So it was pretty early in the morning. And it was nice enough to let, you know, they let me check in early. But I had to sleep all day because I had a show that night and I hadn't gotten any sleep on the plane. So I was like, I hate to be rude, but if there's going to be a surprise, like, can you let me know what it is or when it's coming? Cause I need to like now go to bed for eight hours and I'm going to have my do not disturb sign on. And he's like, ah, don't worry about it. You'll love it. But he like, wouldn't even answer the question. Like, are you going to come in? What is it? It was just, ah, don't worry about it. You'll love it. But I'm like, how is this VIP treatment? So I get up to my room, I fall asleep. I admit I can I'm a little bit sleepless. Like I feel like Santa Claus is coming. I can't wait to find out the VIP thing. I oversleep. Now I'm taking a shower. Now I have to be out the door to go do a show in 10 minutes. Like I have to be at the place in 10 minutes and I'm 10 minutes away. I hear a knock on the door. They're like room service. I'm like, I didn't order anything. And the guy goes, I would answer the door if I were you. Now I think there's like a cop out there or a murderer. And I look out the window and I can kind of see a guy that looks like he worked at the front desk. And I go, I'm, I'm naked, which is also like a weird thing to say. Like, like, uh, like that would make a man go, Oh, better not come in. Then I'm like, I'm, I'm getting ready. Is this important? And he's like, I think so. I think it's very important. And I'm like, all right. So I put on a bathrobe, I open the door and he goes, VIP. And I said, Oh, is this my VIP treat? And he lifts up a lid and there's just a yogurt parfait. And it goes, this a joke. And he goes, no, this is your VIP surprise. We picked it out for you. We thought you'd like it. I go, so this is what you were whispering about when I checked in this morning. He's like, yeah. I'm like a yogurt. And he's like, yeah. I go, I thought I was getting like champagne or something like champagne, like calm down lady. And I'm like, I'm, I have to leave though. He goes, do you want to take it with you? I go to a restaurant. I'm going to show up with a parfait in my hand. Like 
no, I don't want it. And he was like, but we have to give it to you as part of the VIP thing, or I'm going to get in trouble with my manager. I go, get in trouble with your manager. Bring your manager up here and tell him, why are you forcing yogurt on, on a woman in her, in her hotel room? And so then he's, I'm sitting there in a bathroom having said how, like, I have to go. He goes, big plans tonight, clubs, bars. I go, clubs? What? I'm 40. Well, I'm, I'm 38, but for the sake of comedy, let's round up. This club. Yeah, I'm going to a club at 6 p.m. But I go, no, but who cares what? We're not having a conversation right now. So then, then, then he leaves and he's like, I can't believe you don't want this. I'm like, I might have in the morning when I checked in, that would have been nice, but I don't want yogurt on my way to dinner. So that was it. And then I think I might write a letter because I kind of love writing letters to complain because nobody does it anymore. And people flip out when you write a letter. Like, I feel like I would get like a free week in a hotel if I complained. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Maybe I will, maybe I won't. I'm not, I'm not exactly sure. But I, I know it sounds like quality problems, but it really is. I've talked to people who work in customer service and they told me this one girl works at the gap. She said they're supposed to engage people in conversation during the cash register process about what they're doing that weekend. Because somehow it's like, we can't be bored anymore for two seconds. Like the cashier can't be just like beep 1995. And you can't just be thinking for two seconds or going through your wallet, getting your stuff ready without someone making conversation. But it's never anything like it's always something about big plans this weekend, which makes me feel bad because I don't really go out on weekends because I'm on the road all the time. So when I'm not on the road, I'm like, oh, I have four magazines to read. That's my night. Now, randomly on a Tuesday, I might go get wasted and, and, and get crazy, but I don't like plan it. And any big, like, I, I just, I don't understand the question, any big plans this weekend? Like what kind of, then it puts it on the person. Like now I've got to come up with something entertaining to talk about. Why, why can't we just, you want to talk? Let's talk. Now, why don't you say to me, are your parents still alive? Yes. Do you constantly worry about them dying? Yes. Do you think if one of them dies, you'll almost feel like part of you is disappearing from the planet, like Marty McFly's picture and back to the future? Yeah, weirdly I do. 
why are your parents alive? No, my, my uh, father died in my arms. Uh, I heard a death rattle. What is that like? It's horrifying. Do you think there's an afterlife? No, I think it's your brain shutting off and giving a euphoria. Yeah, I kind of think that too. But if that's okay, you know, as long as it feels good, you know, why don't we have those discussions while you're buying a sweater at the gap? It's so much more meaningful, you know, or just if someone says to you, like, do, do you really have an orgasm every time you have sex? Like what, you know, what are the circumstances? Like, do you think there's some guys that think you're terrible in bed because of the way you specifically were with them, but other guys might think you're great? Like, yeah, how is that? Do you ever think about that? Like, ask me that while you're bringing a parfait to my room. You know, like, let's just talk to each other about if we're going to be talking, let's just talk. But don't add big plans for the weekend. No. All I do is lie to people. I, I, I've, that, that's not, I don't really mean all I do is lie to people, but I just feel like people are going to feel sad if I go, no. So I'll just say like, oh yeah, go and, and then I'm perpetuating some myth that people have to barbecue. I feel like every holiday now is turned into barbecuing. Everything is about troops and barbecuing, even things that like, like Christmas eventually will be a barbecue. I guarantee it. I guarantee in our lifetime, Christmas will turn into a barbecue and some kind of tribute to the military. I guarantee it. This is not an offense to the military. I'm just telling you the way that America celebrates it while you're actually overseas fighting is people are throwing hamburgers at each other. And I don't understand how that helps respect you, our military people in any way. But if it does, write me a letter. Actually, don't. The worst, I think, offense of this is the massage. Now, I know, quality problem. Oh my God, she's getting massages all the time, staying in hotels. This is like Paris Hilton is a podcast. Uh, th- this is not fancy time. But, you know, if you have back injuries, you get, you got to get them worked on sometimes, right? I went in to get a massage once at a place. Someone had actually given me a birthday gift certificate. And I'm like, I'm going to save this for a day that I really need it. A day that I really just need to get away from it all. So I go to the spa. It's not just some dink-ass place on the corner. It's a spa. I go in, the guy says, okay, I'm going to have you put this bathrobe on. I'll leave the room. Uh, If you want to tell me right now where your sensitive areas are, I'm like, oh yeah, my upper back. He's like, okay, great. So he leaves. I'm like, this is going to be great. He's not going to talk. He comes back in the room, yelling out the door. Like he's going from one room of a party to another. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, I played that one. I tried that one. Yeah, that's crazy. That controller does sticks. I think that I think they do that on purpose. He comes back in, he shuts the door. He goes, <laughs> "You like video games?" I'm like, "What?" I'm already like asleep on the table. I go, "No, no, I don't." And he's like, "Really?" And I also, if you're going to talk to me, don't be unobservant. A 35 year old woman, or you know, whatever age I was at the time, is laying on the table. And she says she doesn't like video games. Don't be like, that's the weirdest thing I've ever heard. Like a ton of women don't. And I know a ton of women do in gaming and I'm not being anti-feminist about women in gaming, but you know, kind of roughly what I mean. If the lady with the nails done is getting a massage at the salon and she goes, no, I don't really like video games. Don't be like, oh my God. Just be like, oh, that kind of makes sense. So first of all, don't talk though. So he's like, you like video games? I go, no. And he goes, oh, Oh, your shoulders are tight. Why do you think that is? Now they're tight because I'm like, he's going to talk the whole time. And I'm too polite to go, I need quiet. Because then the whole time I'll be thinking, I can't believe I just told someone to shut up, you know, as if they're my servant. And he goes, uh, what do you do for a living? And I go, oh, just a typist, which is not a job that has existed since the 50s. And he goes, a typist. And I go, I am type a lot. Um, 
but it's not an interesting job at all. I go, but I'm fine. Don't worry. I, I know what it's from. I know. I just wanted to kind of just relax. You know, I said, it's a lot to think about. And he goes, well, it's not good to think when you get a massage, you just have to let it go. And, uh, you know, just let go. I go, oh, okay, well, I'm going to do that then. And he goes, you writer by any chance? I go, yeah. And he goes, I'm a writer too. And I go, oh, great. And he goes, I'm working on a really funny, really, really funny, funny screenplay right now. He's like, writing just comes so easily to me. Like, I'll just be sitting there and I'm like, wouldn't it be funny if a guy like, you know, went to like a baseball camp for kids, but like he played as bad as the kids and it just like comes to me. I'm like, okay, well, then you're not a writer. If it A comes to you, you enjoy doing it and you think your own stuff is funny, you're you're automatically awful. Automatic F. If I'm the teacher, I don't even want to read it. Automatic F. And then he just tells me about his screenplay that's about sort of a guy that I think he's on a baseball team for kids, but he's not as good as the kids. And it's funny because all of his friends are laughing at him. Now, I'm not sure how this sustains for two hours, um, but that's his idea. Don't, don't anyone steal it. You know, I don't, I don't want to, I want this guy to have a shot, right? Look, let the guy sell the, the screenplay if he wants to. I couldn't believe he talked the whole time. So then I called the salon and I said, I hate to do this, but this guy talked throughout my entire massage and it really, really kind of just made me feel even worse. And they go, well, what was his name? I go, I, I don't want to get anyone in trouble. I, I go, could you hold like a general meeting with all your masseurs and just say, hey, guys, I've been getting some complaints. Um, you know, it's supposed to be a quiet spa environment. And we really encourage you not to talk to the clients unless they encourage it and have questions about, you know, what's going on with their bodies. And they're like, we, we can't do that. You can't tell us how, when to have a general meeting. I'm like, well, I don't see why I can't. Like, I think I have really good ideas actually about how to run a business because then you don't single anyone out. And they're like, well, just tell us who it was. I go, well, look up my name in the system and then it'll tell you who I was with. And they're like, but we can't um, reprimand anyone unless you say the name. I'm like, well, I'm not saying the name. Because I don't know why I just get like, too guilty. I can't do it. I'm like, you know who it is. So, so you're going to hang up the phone right now. And because there's this rule that I had to say the name, you're not going to talk to this guy who came into the room shouting, do you like video games? I mean, I guess I'm being as ridiculous as them because I won't rat him out, but I'm ratting him out enough that I don't feel that guilty. But there's, there's too much talking going on and not enough getting to what people need. And I feel like because of technology, there is that myth that we need more human connection. And I don't think we do. I think that we need more real human connection. You know, imagine if you're watching your favorite show, you're watching, everyone watches all these shows. They, they sit at home all weekend. They get the Netflix. I watched 17 hours of Breaking Bad. You know, I watched The Wire. You know, I watch shows about streets and drugs. I've never seen The Wire. Don't yell at me. But I assume there's a lot of streets and drugs in it. You know, or you watch Mad Men for the dynamics of work and marriage in the 60s. Can you imagine if you put on the show and they were like, the dialogue was like this. Hey, man. Hey. And you think they're about to do like a major drug deal and like one's between a cop and an undercover cop and a guy buying drugs. How's your day going so far? 
Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. Big plans this weekend. Uh, not really. Well, what are you in town for? Uh, it's not that interesting. It's kind of a business convention thing. Yeah. 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 All right. Cool. I'm writing a screenplay. Oh, you are. You would, you would shoot the TV. You would shoot the television. If that kind of conversation was what people expected you to watch, you would, you'd shoot it Elvis style, which I don't know if you kids know this, but Elvis in his later years, he had like six TVs in his bedroom and, and his uh, windows were covered with tinfoil and he would just shoot at the TV with a gun. And I think back then it probably looked really high tech, but nowadays, since TVs are so old, you know, looking back, it probably looked like a crappy like Radio Shack display of just like six of those TVs with the big bulbous backs and the big knobs. But you would not want to hear that kind of conversation. So why in real life is anyone just, maybe other people, this doesn't plague them as much as it plagues me. Maybe they just go, yeah, I'm having a barbecue this week and those are my plans and uh, see you later. But I can't do it. I can't do it. I just like, I just like peace and quiet and, and I have ADD and my thoughts are always tumbling around my head. And I, I just, sometimes I just need to grasp them and you never know when you're catching me. So, so that's all I'm saying to people. And I talked to, I've talked to, again, like I said, people in customer service who say their bosses make them make small talk. I talked to a guy, I quickly called to change my address somewhere. I had like one second before I had to go into a meeting and I called to change my address. And the guy was like, California, what's that like? I'm like, it's nice. He's like, boy, I've always wanted to live there. What is it like 80 degrees right now? I go, no, it's like 55 and raining. He's like, shut up. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to shut up. He's like, is it really? I'm like, well, you could go to weather.com in the time it took to ask me five times if it was really, I go, California is not a tropical rainforest. Like it's, there's weather here. It's just like when I went home for Christmas, someone in my extended family goes, why do you have a winter coat? I'm like, cause there's winter in LA. Your blood got thin. That's not a real thing. Your blood doesn't get thin or thick. Or you know what? Maybe it does. Don't tell me if it's real because I still think it's made up. But the point is, let's take it back old school a little bit, okay? Know your codes, cashiers, people. When you come in, I know you're not writing checks anymore. Whatever you're doing, organize your wallet. You do your thing. I'll do mine. We'll smile. And then we'll be on our way. And if you want to talk then you better ask me something big. Like, do you have an STD? Or if you did, which one would you want? Or, you know, just something. I I don't want to answer how, how's your weekend anymore? The weekends are a dumb thing to talk about. We're all grownups. We don't have to wait till Saturday to not wear underwear. You know, we can do whatever we want any day of the week, pretty much, except you have to go to work. But otherwise, you know what I mean? Don't be so normal about everything. Not really have an ending to this. It's not a story. It's just, that's just how I feel about customer service. Do what you do well and stop trying to entertain the person for six seconds at the counter. I talked way too long. That's okay. All right. This has been episode two. Maybe I shouldn't lay in my bed. I get too comfortable. (laughs) 